Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you, as I am each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all your early birds on Sports Overnight America. Lots to get to today. Uh, kind of a mixed weekend ahead of us with FA Cup, with Premier League. A little bit of action on both sides. We, of course, have had today the quarterfinal and semifinals draws for the Champions League and for the Europa League. Let's talk about that. We have to talk about Tottenham Hotspur. I spoke about them yesterday uh, in light of Jose Mourinho talking about you know him as a manager. Um, the meltdown at Spurs uh, after their European shame, I think there's no other way to put it, uh, giving up a huge lead to lose to a Dinamo Zagreb uh, in really what was a uh, epic capitulation um, was one thing. The comments from Jose Mourinho to his team were another thing. Uh, let's talk about it and the way that you motivate people. And um, I wonder if Mourinho has it right or Mourinho has it wrong. All right, love to hear from you. Those are a couple of the topics on the table. There is, of course, as always, a load of a boatload of huge stories in football to discuss. We can talk about Pogba coming up big. We can talk about Rangers and Celtic, that old firm derby back on despite concerns um, after a uh, warning to call the game off. Uh, let's talk about it. Lo lots of stuff going on. And a really interesting article on the BBC uh, about Chris Wilder talking about how he was Sheffield United's version of Alex Ferguson, and with him gone, uh, this club will go into a self-destruct mode, which is very possible. So we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, once again, there are loads of ways to listen to this show. Um, you can listen to it on Sirius. You can listen to it on the radio. You can listen to it uh, on any of our digital platforms, iHeart, TuneIn, uh, American, uh, the, the uh, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the SiriusXM app, uh, and you can download our podcast on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. All right, I'm going to gather my thoughts, step aside, be right back after this, World Soccer Radio. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. And, uh, you know, March Madness is going on right now. It is back after a year off, which is very nice indeed to have the probably one of the most exciting college sports tournaments underway. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, here in Vegas, March Madness is huge. Uh, it's uh, been nice to, uh, I was at Red Rock actually yesterday and, uh, lots of people out there betting on the tournament. Nice to see that. Uh, but if you can't get out here to Vegas to bet on the tournament or there's no place for you to bet at home, 
The best way for you to bet on March Madness is at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet not just on March Madness, but on all your sports action. Uh, they've got NBA, they've got college basketball, they've got a $100,000 bracket madness contest right now at Bet Online. Plus, you can bet on the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, Ligue 1, Serie A, you name it, you can bet on it. Uh, bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds in the sports you love. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And right now, if you head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And as I was thinking about March Madness and uh, the sort of return of the major sports and uh, big sports, uh, it, it is it is nice to see. It's nice to see us getting back to normal. Of course, we are back to normal fully uh, when we have fans and stadiums and atmospheres once again and all of the above. I think that's coming. I don't think that's all that far away. Uh, I, for one, have had one of my two vaccine shots. I'll be getting the second one on the... Uh, I guess in a week or so. So I'm looking forward to that. I understand you've got to wait like a week or so until it takes effect. But if you have an opportunity to get this vaccine, you need to do it. I already had the first shot. I had no side effects. It was fine. Um, my mother, who's 83 years old, has had both shots, and she, she survived that just fine. If my 83-year-old mother can survive two shots in her arm, for a COVID vaccine, you, my friend, you can do it too. She hasn't grown horns and a tail. She hasn't grown wings. Uh, she hasn't grown a fifth nose. She's just fine. Same thing with me. So uh, give it some thought because the more people that are vaccinated, uh, the quicker we can kick this thing out to the gutter and the quicker we can get back to normal and do things like filling up our beloved stadiums and enjoying our sport. You know, here in Las Vegas, we have this Allegiant Stadium, which was just built for the Raiders. It looks like a giant rumba in the middle of Las Vegas. Looks like it's going to start driving around the town, sucking up all the, the dirt. <laughs> but actually, it is a, a ginormous NFL stadium, and um, it's yet to be populated by fans. And until we can all man up and go do our thing, uh, it's unlikely to be populated by fans. By the way, speaking about populated by fans, uh, this is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm Nick Gieber. I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is absolutely wonderful and great to have you uh, with me. And uh, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, uh, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, or on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, uh, it is fabulous to have you with me. Um, you know, I was looking, we, we we have a number of interesting things happening this week. Well, we're going to get to Aston Villa, Tottenham in the Premier League. We're going to get to uh we're going to get to the FA Cup matches which are Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Man City, Chelsea, Sheffield, Leicester, Man United. We're going to get to all of the FA Cup sixth round uh matches. Uh, and you know what's interesting to me, uh we talk a lot on this show about Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, Leicester City, Chelsea, etc., etc., and at the bottom end of the table. 
And, you know, last season was uh, a runaway win by Liverpool Football Club, winning their first title in a billion years. And everybody was uh, very excited, myself included, uh, by that. And this year, I think it seems to me that the, uh, the storylines roiling through this year in football in England are, you know, Man United's come re- uh, a return under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, Leicester City holding their own in the top four, you know, Chelsea getting rid of uh, uh, Frank Lampard, bringing in Thomas Tuchel, and, and the sort of turnabout that's happened since Tuchel came in to the side. Um, and the other stories, West Ham United under Moyes, Liverpool's sort of catastrophic disaster in 2021. Tottenham Hotspur under Mourinho, Arsenal's terrible season. These are the stories. And of course, on the other end, you got the relegation battle. But the one story that seems to be sort of flying below the radar very quietly uh, is Manchester City. And and I want to talk about this because I think it's indicative of, of the sort of soap opera that is um, the Premier League. You're talking now about a team, Manchester City, that has the possibility to do the quadruple. They are going to win the Premier League hands down. That's one trophy. They're in the Carabao Cup final, I believe against Spurs. So I, I highly likely they're going to win that. They're in the FA Cup. We have the six-round draw. They're going to be playing, I believe it's Everton, yes, at Goodison Park. I kind of expect them to win that. And in the Champions League, the Champions League draw was announced today, and we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more. They've drawn against probably one of the less... I mean, probably if they could have had their choice of draw for the uh, quarterfinals, they would have chosen Borussia Dortmund or Porto, and they got Borussia Dortmund. It is highly possible they could do the quadruple and have done so and will done so and may do so while flying under the radar as a story that's being overshadowed by the drama coming from other clubs. And, you know, they have done it in a drama-free manner. Even when they had their supposed blip earlier on in the season, and we were all talking about, myself included, by the way, I am not going to be a revisionist historian. I will tell you, around November, 13 matches in, uh, City lost at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 2-0 to Tottenham. And they were in 13th position in the league. It looked over for them. Then we were talking about Pep Guardiola and, you know, is his time up and does this team need to be refreshed? And, and when we discussed also that there were some injuries, but, you know, it was more of a sort of indication that 
City were getting old and slow and had lost the title the year uh, last season to Liverpool. Well, I think, uh, you know, we're going to eat our words. I will eat my words because since that time, the City have just kicked on in a very quiet, in a very uh, subdued, uh, in a very efficient manner and become the team to beat. And quite frankly, if you think about the Champions League, Barcelona, Madrid, PSG, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Bayern Munich, yeah, we can talk about uh, the other teams, uh, Borussia Dortmund and Porto, but I think, you know, leave them out right now. I think Man, uh, Man City could beat any of those teams. And the Champions League is the glory they seek, but is it going to be Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, and League? Well, it is a real possibility. Okay, when we come back, uh, let's talk about some of the matches coming up. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. It is a pleasure and a privilege to be with you, as it is also on the American Forces Network. Uh, Some big stories. Transfer rumors heating up. Uh, The biggest one right now, Gazzetta della Sport, is... Breaking a story that Liverpool are considering a massive money, forty-three million pound move for Inter Milan and Italy centre back Alessandro Bastoni, who is being chased also by Bayern Munich and Barcelona. And uh, this kid's twenty-one years old, and I think after this season, Liverpool are realizing that to play the type of football that they play, that they are the best at, in other words, the high-tempo, heavy-metal, high-pressing game that Jurgen Klopp really demands of his team, they have to have cover defensively, that really the pressure that, and, and wear and tear that it puts on the defensive side of the team uh, has shown a lot of issues for Liverpool this season. If you're looking at where they're at in the table right now, really the reason I'm going to give you is injuries. Uh, th- th- there's three or four reasons, but the number one reason, injuries. When you lose a Virgil van Dijk and a Joe Gomez, when you lose your central defensive pairing, you have to change the entire way the team plays. And this is a team that has been tailor-built for Jurgen Klopp's football, and when you can no longer play this game and know that you have the defensive cover, when you play a high line and your defenders can't get back to cover, you've got problems. Other teams will suss it out. Other teams will figure out how to play you. And that is exactly what has happened with Liverpool. And once you lose the first two or three matches and you start, people start to see how to beat you, people start to see that you are, in fact, fallible, you lose that scare factor and it sort of snowballs from there. Can they get it back? Oh, absolutely. Are they going to get it back this season? Well, I think this season they're going to fight and kick and scream for a top four place. They may not get it. It may come down to them having to win the Champions League to get top four football. 
I mean, to get uh, Champions League next season. It's a real possibility. I don't know that that in and of itself would be a, a critical disaster because I think this team has had such catastrophic injuries this season that they could probably do with a season where they have slightly less commitments, although the Europa League would provide them with uh, some pretty uh, dire European commitments in terms of travel and all the other things that come along with it. So uh, we'll see what happens. But the fact that they're looking at spending £43 million for Inter Milan, uh, Alessandro Bastoni, uh, I think is telling you everything you need to know. Also, Liverpool adding another half billion dollars in investment. I'm not sure if it went directly to the club or to Fenway. I think it went to Fenway. Uh, but needless to say, they are tooling up for a post-COVID world as is everyone else. Look, the other big story right now is Tottenham Hotspur losing to Dinamo Zagreb in the Europa League. Look, this was uh, this was a is a tournament that I think Tottenham Hotspur had a real hope that they could potentially win this tournament. This was an opportunity for Mourinho, who's won it a number a numerous times with other clubs. Uh, I think he's won it twice with. Uh, did he? I know he did. I don't think he won it with Porto. I know he won the Europa League with. Um, uh, with uh, was it what? What was it? Uh, uh, was it Porto? No, he won the uh, Europa League with. I'm going to tell you right now because sometimes I get a little uh, discombobulated. Uh, he won the. Uh, Europa League with Porto. Yeah, it was called the UEFA Cup then. And he also won, uh, obviously he won it with Man United back in uh, 2016. So he's won it twice with two other clubs. And I think that the feeling was, you know, despite Spurs' kind of iffy season, a season that I think has, if anything, shown up their lack of quality in depth. I don't mean their lack of quality because clearly um, Min Song and Harry Kane and Gareth Bale are, you know, pure quality players. But the question is quality in depth. Do they have it? Did they have it? And I think the answer is no. And it really affected them in the Premier League. But really, after securing a 2-0 victory, uh, a 2-0 lead after playing Dinamo Zagreb in London, they go to Croatia and play Dinamo Zagreb and put on one of the poorest, weakest, most pathetic displays of football I have seen in an awfully long time. Maybe some of Liverpool's matches this year I, I could probably put on par with this, but the fact that they threw away an opportunity for the quarterfinals of the Europa League in the flaccid, limp, pathetic way they did is incredible. And the response and the quotes just from the manager. I mean, Hugo Lloris, who's the goalkeeper for Spurs, called their performance a disgrace. He had a bunch of other stuff to talk about as well. We're going to discuss it as well. Uh, Mourinho said uh, Dinamo left sweat, energy, blood, uh, and in the end they even left te in tears of happiness. They were humble and committed. On the other hand, on the other side, my team, I repeat, my team 
didn't look like it was playing an important match. If for any one of them, it's not important, but it is for me. I'm disappointed for a difference of attitude from one team to the other. I feel sorry that my team is the team that didn't bring to the game not just the basics of football, but the basics of life, which is to respect our jobs and to give everything. I only apologize to Tottenham supporters. I hope they feel the same way. Today is a live or die, and in this moment, we die. Wow. And he goes on. For the respect I have for my career and my job, every match is important. For every Tottenham fan at home, every match matters. Another attitude is needed. What I feel is much more than sadness. I just left the Dinamo dressing room where I went to praise the guys, and I feel sorry it is not my team who won the game based on attitude and compromise. I feel more than sad. Football is not just about players who think they have more quality than others. The basis of football is attitude, and they beat us on that. Now, that is a complete takedown of your own team. Mourinho has been at the helm since 2019 at Spurs. At what point do you have to sit back and make a value assessment. And look, a manager is a manager. The manager doesn't walk out on the pitch. The manager doesn't kick the ball. The manager doesn't score goals. Once the game starts, yes, the manager can change up the tactics and do you know uh, the sort of managerial voodoo that they do. But at some point, it is up to the players, and the players have to take responsibility. And those players that are paid the amount of money that they're paid have to be responsible for the performance. It's not if you lose 1-0 or if it's a heck of a match and it's back and forth and it's physical and you know maybe you get edged out. This was a capitulation. This was a raising of the flag, the white flag of surrender. And it's not just Mourinho speaking out about it. Hugo Lloris said it's a disgrace, and he is the captain of Spurs. He says, I hope everyone in the changing room feels responsible. We are a club full of ambition, but the team at the moment is a reflection of what is going on in the club. Lack of basics, lack of fundamentals. Mentally, would be, we should be stronger and more competitive. At this level, when you're not ready, you pay. And if you don't respect the opponent, it's punished. The blame is on all the team, all the club. We are guilty. We had great moments in the past because we could trust the togetherness in the team. Today, I am not sure about this. That is a question. Look, we're not just talking about a lack of quality in the side. Is that really it? How many other teams would murder to have Spurs line up. It's what Larice said about a lack of togetherness that gets me concerned if I am a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Why is my team not together? What are the problems in the dressing room? 
Who is to blame? Is sacking Mourinho going to be the solution? Or are you just going to pop in another manager who's going to have the same problems? That's the question. Spurs fans, love to hear from you. Uh, find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. What's your take on all this, really? I, I mean, I'd love to hear from you. I am telling you, I don't think sacking Mourinho is the solution. I think adding two or three players that are going to add competition, that are going to add some fire to that squad, that's what it needs. All right, I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after the break. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio. Nick Gieber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. We've got some matches to get to uh, coming up this weekend. We have a mixed bag of Premier League and FA Cup and then, of course, into an international break. Uh, some teams, this is a very well-earned and well-needed break. I'm thinking about my team, Liverpool Football Club, really could use this break. Uh, for other teams, uh, there are some pretty big matches ahead. FA Cup. Let's talk FA Cup. Let's talk Premier League. I suppose the big match of the weekend is the six-round FA Cup match between Everton and Manchester City. Uh, that would be uh, probably the one that I would look for uh, to be uh, the most exciting. Uh, Brighton, Newcastle in the Premier League. We, so we have some games in the Premier League. West Ham Arsenal, I think, very interesting match. You've got a London derby. But the match I think everybody's going to be watching is Tottenham Hotspur going to Villa Park to play Aston Villa. We're going to see what their response is. And um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about Spurs and their response uh, in Europe. Keep in mind, taking a 2 0 lead uh, to Croatia on the back of having lost a big North London derby. That is a great opportunity for redemption. And when you don't rise to it, these things snowball. And are we going to see this snowball effect of Villa Park? Now, Aston Villa, I think, are more likely to beat Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium than at Villa Park. But if you look at the odds right now, these two teams... Not too far apart. So let's get down to that one. We have FA Cup. Uh, we have um, FA Cup. We have Premier League action. So those are the matches that we are going to cover. By the way, very quickly, uh, before I get to those matches, um, you know, we've got uh, college basketball going on, the NCAA tournament, uh, March Madness. Uh, we are presented by betonline.ag. You need to go over there. $100,000 bracket madness contest going on right now. I watched a great documentary on Netflix yesterday about this college admission scandal. You know, the one that had Laurie Laughlin going to jail and uh, uh, all these other, you know, high flying, uh, super wealthy people. Uh, 
bending the rules with these sort of non-major sports to get their kids into college with huge bribes, etc., etc. And you know, when I when I watched this documentary, I was really very upset obviously at the at the, the lack of fairness and i'm not going to spend much time on this because we've got a lot of matches to get to uh, and maybe i'll talk about this next week but i think the thing that bothered me was the sort of inequity of the quote unquote smaller sports of which college soccer is certainly one of them versus the major sports and, and you know these coaches are not paid all that much money they're certainly not paid you know gazillions of dollars like these ridiculous college football coaches um, this is a topic that we need to talk about on this show, uh, and so I think I will put this on the agenda for next week so we can spend some time on this subject because I think it, it's really, really uh, important. All right, let's start, shall we? Saturday, let's and let's do this days. Uh, let's do this in terms of days for you. Um, and I do have uh, the FA Cup. I should have the FA Cup odds here somewhere for you. Uh, yes, right here. Perfect. Okay. So let's start with our first FA Cup match, shall we? Uh, it's Bournemouth-Southampton. Now, what's interesting about this is that you've got two teams whose eyes are sort of not on the prize here. First of all, yeah, we love the FA Cup because it's, you know, it's, it's a huge opportunity for teams to um, uh, win trophies and silverware. And it's the upset factor that really comes into play in terms of uh, tournaments like uh, the FA Cup. But Bournemouth right now are focused in on one thing and one thing only. I mean, they have to look at, the at their chances of winning the FA Cup. And if you look at the teams that are left, I mean, provide. let's just say they get past Southampton. It's Everton, it's Man City, it's Leicester, it's United, it's Chelsea, it's Sheffield. I mean, it's not going to happen. They are the only non-Premier League team that is not going to be an upset. They're not going to overturn any of these other clubs on their way to the semi-finals and finals and finally lifting the trophy. What are Bournemouth focused in on? Bournemouth are going to be focused in on getting promoted to the Premier League, which actually will have a lot more fundamental benefit to the club than, say, winning the FA Cup, which is a wonderful trophy, and the supporters would be desperate to win it, for sure. But winning the financial trophy of promotion to the Premier League, way more important. By the same token, Ralph Hasenhutl's side, Southampton, have been really, really iffy in the Premier League this season. They are another one of these teams that have had... Uh, shall we say, a uh, really rough ride in the Premier League. Now, they are not really in danger of getting relegated. They're in 14th spot. Uh, they are currently, uh, what, uh, uh, 26 uh, for seven points off uh, relegation spot. Uh, it's not going to happen, especially given the Burnley, Brighton, Newcastle uh, are beneath them uh, just above the top four. But it's been a disappointing season. So Southampton are going to look to get some more wins in the Premier League. And they do have a huge match in the Premier League coming back against Burnley, which is, is almost a must-win for them. So 
I, I, I don't think their eyes are going to be on the prize here. I'm going to pip them to win this game. A plus 105, they would be the odds makers' favorites, but not by an enormous amount. On the other side of Goodison Park, Everton are facing Manchester City. This is Ancelotti versus Guardiola. This is kind of that coach's matchup you want to see. Everton are a tough, tough team to play and a good, good side. Despite two losses in a row in the Premier League against uh, uh, um, Chelsea and against Burnley, of all teams, um, this is a team that is fully capable of coming up with a big result. However, just like we talked about Southampton looking to get above the drop, more safety, just as we talked about uh, Bournemouth looking to get promoted, uh, Everton are going to be looking to chase that top four place. They've got a big match coming up first week of April against Crystal Palace, which is almost a must win for them. So I have to go with Manchester City. And I said earlier in the show, I thought that they were certainly uh, a team you could look for, look to to think Man City may well do the quadruple. It is very, very, very possible. I think Man City going to win the FA Cup. That's my, I do. So there you go. Let's go on to the Premier League, shall we? Uh, let's start um, uh, with our first Premier League game. <clears throat> Brighton, Newcastle. Well, as we know, Brighton last week beat Southampton, so they're going to have a little extra confidence in the side. Uh, the problem with Brighton is they don't score goals. And... Uh, that is a real issue for them. However, and there is a big however, Newcastle are an absolute unmitigated disaster. And they need, 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 need three points, despite the fact they got some huge injuries. Sam Maxim, uh, uh, Maximin and uh, Almiron are both out injured. Uh, Callum Wilson's out as well. Uh, and quite frankly, Newcastle are going to be in real trouble until that time. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say you've got two teams, both fighting to stay above the drop zone, both in some big trouble right now. Uh, I am going to actually take on this particular match, Brighton-Newcastle. I'm going for the draw, plus 255, because I think that's an extremely reasonable uh, prediction, and... Um, that's, I think, what's going to happen. Okay, so next up, let's move to the big match of the weekend. West Ham-Arsenal. And this is a huge, huge match for West Ham United and David Moyes. They're currently in fifth place. They want to close the gap with Chelsea. And I think at this point, the season might well come down to how they do in this game. I don't mean the season, obviously. I mean the top four result. If they don't win, keep in mind Chelsea are playing West Brom. If West Ham don't win, if, if they do win, they can go up to 51 points to be equal with Chelsea. They'd still be in fifth spot, I think, on goal differential unless they manage to score nine goals. But Chelsea's 30th match is against West Bromwich Albion. And one would fully expect them to win that match. Arsenal, well, I'm not sure what Arsenal are really looking for. They're not going to make top four. 
I just don't know what they're at, what, what you know, what they're looking for. They came out and took it to Tottenham, but I think I don't know about West Ham. I think West Ham going to win this game, so I'm going to pick West Ham to win this plus one eighty two. Believe it or not, they are the underdogs at home. I think at plus one eighty two, that's value. You 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 really have to take. Okay, next match. Aston Villa, Tottenham. And you just don't know what you're going to get with Aston Villa. You know what I mean? Uh, they are really inconsistent. They've only won one in their last six. But they're coming up against a team which I can say the exact same thing about. <laughs> we just got done talking about Tottenham and how difficult uh, it is to predict and how unpredictable they are and how poor they can be. And at the same time, how wonderful they can be. I haven't seen enough wonderful from Spurs. I've seen real problems. And I'm just wondering if Mourinho and Lloris's statement, statements are going to galvanize this team or they're going to sort of further in, in, in inflict emotional and mental anguish on this team who seem to be mentally weak. So that's really the question. We're going to see an awful lot because Aston Villa, despite their run of bad results of late, can remember, didn't they beat Liverpool like 7-0 earlier on in the season? This is a team that is fully capable of shocking and surprising. I mean, this could be the death knell for Spurs' season right here. This could mean the end of Jose Mourinho. If they go to Villa Park and lose, I seriously wonder if Mourinho will be fired. And the reason I say that is Spurs then will be mid-table, no hope of really anything uh, spectacular, out of Europe, out of everything. Ah, you know, at that point, is that when you make a change? So I think this is a supremely important match. And I ask the question, will Spurs rise to the occasion or will Villa continue this meltdown of the season and I'm going to say I think that Aston Villa Tottenham will be a Tottenham away win at my plus 140 I think there is a lot of talent on this squad and I think that they will galvanize and come together because I quite frankly they should be so horrendously embarrassed all right so there you have it uh, those are my picks. When we come back after the break, I will recap them briefly for you uh, so that you can head over to betonline.ag and get your, get your bet in now. And don't forget the $100,000 March Madness tournament ongoing at betonline.ag. This is World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. Just a reminder, every Monday through Friday, I'm with you. Uh, that's every week night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time. Then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for you early bird, late-nighters listening on Sports Overnight America. Um, we're also on iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. Our podcast network is the Believe Podcast Network. And if you're in the armed forces, uh, you can listen to us on the American Forces Radio Network. So we're all over the place, everywhere that you want to be. I hope you will make me a regular part of your week. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. All right. I promised you that I was going to give you my picks. There are really only five matches uh, to choose from. 
Uh, so let's start, shall we, in the Premier League. Uh, Brighton at Newcastle, both these teams in trouble. This is a big relegation battle. However, I predict they will sh share the spoils here. And I'm saying one point each. Both these clubs have trouble scoring. The under is minus 115. Uh, I would take the under on this one. Uh, it's two goals. Uh, totals are two goals on this one. Um, I think this is a nil-nil draw. Plus 255 at betonline.ag. Uh, at the London Stadium, it is West Ham, Arsenal, a big London derby. I think uh, Moyes' men will get it done. They need the points. They want to keep that gap closed with Chelsea. I'm taking our, uh, West Ham United at plus 182. Uh, next up, uh, Villa Park. It's Tottenham visiting Villa. Will Tottenham find some redemption? Will Tottenham save the job of their manager? Uh, I believe they will. I'm saying Tottenham, the away team to win at plus 140. In the FA Cup in the sixth round, it is Bournemouth Southampton. I am going with Southampton for that one. And finally, uh, Manchester City uh, going to Goodison Park to take on Everton. Uh, and I think Man City will win. Man City minus 345. By the way, Southampton minus 105. All right, folks. Uh, that is just about going to wrap it up for me here on the show today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Love to hear from you. Twitter at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Let's chat on Monday. See how I did on my predictions. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend. Go to betonline.ag and I'll speak to you then. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.